We are going to start with teaching first today, just to switch it up, just to psych you out, because you didn't see that coming, but that's okay. Did anybody this morning wake up like the happiest day of your life? Anybody? Oh, dang it. I could have really used, could have really used that energy from someone. That's okay. I'll pretend like it was my happiest day of my life. If you have not been here, we've missed you, but welcome back. And I want to catch you up briefly on what we've been talking about, because it is Advent season, which is important. We love Advent. And through the season of Advent, we're talking about, of course, Christmas, because that's what Advent is. It's preparation for Christmas. Now, I know a lot of you have heard the Christmas stories. You know about the Gospels. Perhaps, perhaps not, that's okay. But we've said what we're gonna do through this series is actually work through the story of Christmas from the perspective of Isaiah chapter 40. So I have a passage that I wanna throw. Oh, actually, I'm gonna talk about Isaiah for a quick second. Is this echoey? This feels like echoey, ringy. No, it's just me. It's just me. Um, Isaiah is a book in the Bible. Everybody say, ooh, the Bible. Isaiah is a book in the Bible. It is one of the major prophets. And a prophet's responsibility was, of course, to... Man, I'm sorry. It's like really, really echoey right here. Maybe just turn it down a little bit. I can just talk louder in this mic. Perfect. Um, the book of Isaiah, his responsibility, his, his one task was to communicate to a group of people who were in exile. We talked about that week one, uh, meaning that they were displaced from their home. It was like another nation came in and kicked them out, and now they're, they're wondering... Uh, what to do next. And this people who are feeling discouraged in this position of exile are crying out to God saying, What's, what, what now? I thought, I thought you were watching us. I thought you cared about us. What, what are we supposed to do? And that's where the message of Isaiah comes in. He actually has two components of this entire text. One, he wants to offer a warning to the people. He's trying to communicate to them, look, some of the reasons that you're in this position is because you just simply were disobedient to God. You weren't listening to him, and that's why you're in this mess, a message I think all of us can sometimes relate to. The problems in our lives ultimately come back to us getting away from who we're meant to be, living the life that God wants for us to live. But the other piece is not just you know a warning that can sound like kind of depressing. There's also a message of hope, trying to help the people understand it's not over. The story hasn't fully been written. There's more to come, and the peace that God has for you is going to bring and restore your hope. So just hold on. That, so those are the two pieces of, of Isaiah, is a message of warning and a message of hope. Now, that being said, um, go ahead and put the next thing up real quick. Um, this, is, this is the passage that I want us to focus on exclusively this morning. This is from Isaiah chapter 40. I believe it starts in verse 9. I want to read this to you, and then there's one line, one single line I want us to focus on for the rest of the time. Okay, so here's what it says. It says, O Zion, messenger of good news, shout from the mountaintops, shout it louder, O Jerusalem, shout and do not be afraid. Tell the towns of Judah, your God is coming. Yes, the sovereign Lord is coming in power. He will rule with a powerful arm. He will uh, see he brings his reward with him as he comes. 
He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with her young. Now, there's a lot of language, there's a lot of phrasing in here that uh, we sometimes miss because of our context, right? Because we're not an ancient people. I don't go outside and be like, oh man, what's God like? Oh, there's a bunch of sheep. And it's like, God's like that, leading these sheep. Like, I, don't, I just don't see that. That's not my context. So there can be a lot we may miss here um, by simply reading it at first glance. But if you, if you put aside the context, if you put aside the, the ancient perspective, the ancient audience that Isaiah is writing to, we can draw from it an, a message that still applies to us today. And I think it's found in this next phrase, the one phrase I want us to look at. Shout it louder, O Jerusalem. Shout and do not be afraid. That's the phrase I want us to hold on to for this morning. Shout it louder. Now, um, I'm, I'm a fan of memes. I love, I love memes. I love like Instagram pages full of them. They make me laugh because they're hilarious and joyful. Um, here's one that you probably recognize. At some point or another, you have probably seen this next meme. Have you ever seen this one, this girl? Um, so if you, if you are unfamiliar with this, I, I would hope at least you've seen it, but uh, perhaps you, you wouldn't know what it was called. If you, if you were saying to yourself, I wanna find that one meme of that girl, here are the three things that you could search. The, they kind of serve as titles, so to speak, of what this meme is called. Um, one of them is called the Could You Not Girl? Like, could you not? Um, the other one is Side Eye Chloe, and the, and the third one is Unimpressed Toddler. If you were to, if you were to go into a search engine and, and you're looking for memes and you were to type out one of these three um, titles, this is the meme that would show up. Now, uh, it's funny because we, we get these memes, we use them, we see them all the time, but a lot of times we miss like the context where they come from um, because they're used so regularly that we miss like where, where it originated from. So I actually, if you haven't seen this, I wanna show the video where this meme uh, was created. So, so check it out. Hi, Chloe. Hi. Hi, Lily. What's the matter? <laughs> Grandpa going out of town? Mm -hmm. We're done for. Who do you have, Lily? Dorothy. Oh, he's cute. What are you doing, Chloe? Um, um, <laughs> Where are we going, Lily? School. I know, school is so fun. Uh -uh. It's not fun? We can't bring Duffy inside. Why? We just can't. Why? I'll take care of him. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. I'll have fun with him. No, wait, we're going with him at recess. Yeah? Daddy passed school. <laughs> oh, no in school. Pull over. No in school. <laughs> just pull over in the side of the car. No school. Alright, I'll just pull over right here. No school. No school. No school. No school. No school. <laughs> Say no school. No. <laughs> You want to ditch school today? Uh huh. Let's ditch school today. Yay! I think we should ditch school and go to Disneyland. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Okay.
Let's go. You're serious? Yeah. No. We're going to no. Disneyland again. Yes, honey. Oh, my God. Oh, my oh God. honey. We're going again. Oh, my God. Oh, honey. Oh, my God. Chloe, we're going to Disneyland. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we're going, Lily, for three days at Disneyland. When? Today. You Here, deserve it. You deserve it, honey. We love you so much. <laughs> you can bring Duffy, and we're going. <laughs> Mommy. Oh, I love you. I love you, too. Let's go back home. <laughs> Are we going to Disneyland? What about your doctor's appointment? I don't have a doctor's appointment. <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you, too, Mommy. See, we're going to Disneyland. Yeah. All right, I love that video, uh, and if you've never seen it, now you can have some context to the, this little picture of this girl that you see all the time. Now, uh, the reason that I showed this to you is because in this video, we have two perspectives. Uh, you have the perspective of the older uh, daughter who gets so excited. She literally breaks down in tears with how much excitement she has. And then you kind of have the other sister who, one, doesn't seem to really know what's going on. Uh, two, seems a little bit un unimpressed, like doesn't really care that much and is not that excited. Um, and, and I think that these are two perspectives that, that we, we understand in our own lives, especially in the way that they tie back to this passage that we just read in Isaiah. This phrase, shout it louder, is a reminder to the people that we need to celebrate. Think about like the times in your life that you've ever like shouted just in excitement. Like you're, you're like this girl, you just get so pumped, you, you can't possibly contain it. Um, that's a picture of what we were supposed to look like based on the news of, of what God has done through Jesus. So go ahead and move, move forward to the next thing. Um, I wanna talk about no Wi-Fi for a second. So uh, I, uh, I, I've, I've learned in my life that it's so important to evaluate uh, who I am, who I'm becoming, how I'm growing as a person. And when I do that, I have to begin to identify things that aren't so good, like, you know, character flaws that I have to work on. And, uh, and I've learned I can be like a really, really impatient and sometimes pessimistic and maybe in, in terms of the meme, the unimpressed Chloe, so to speak. Like I can, I can just kind of let little things like take control and, and, and become a big story and, and, uh, and really bother me. So uh, one day in particular... I was running a little bit late. Um, if I've ever like set a, a meeting with you guys or shown up for a low key, you know that that's not common. I'm, I'm always on time very early. Um, but this one time I was late, that's a joke. I'm, I'm repenting of that, sorry, I'm working on it. Uh, I'm, I'm super late one day. And uh, one of the things that if you've ever been late and you're trying to hurry, you don't wanna be late, you start to rush. And when you're rushing for something, what happens is it's like everything around you slows you down. It's like that day that you're late, people like people around you, people like you're driving on the road and people drive really slow, right? Like, and, and, and it starts to, you, you, you try to be patient with it, but it, it just, for me, it takes over and I just get angry and frustrated. So I'm late one day, I'm trying to, trying to make it on time to this one thing and I'm on the road 
and it's, and it's out here on Shea, and there's, there's three lanes, three glorious lanes to be utilized on the road, and they're all being used, unfortunately, by three people who are going the exact same speed. Is that not the worst? For, for my drivers in here, that is the worst. Like, can I just tell, I, just, I got a vent, I got a vent. Let me just tell you guys. See, you're getting me all worked up. Here's the deal. If you wanna go, if you wanna go the speed limit, right? That's fine. That's fine. Move over to the right and maybe even the middle, maybe the middle, but not the left, not the left. That's, that is for us. That is for us to go past all of you guys. I'm, I'm late one day. I'm frustrated and I'm trying to get around these people. And, and you guys, if you don't know this, here, here's the, here's probably as, as important information as I can get out today. The speed limit on Shea is 50. Okay, if, if, so now some people think that you can go 49. That's not, no, like 50, if you're, if the speed limit's 50, you can go at least 87. We all know this. This is the rule. It's the rule of the road. It's the rule. Do not go 49. So I'm late. I'm like, I'm running late. And I'm just driving, and I'm like, I'm behind this car, who's ahead of me, and I'm trying to wait for that gap. Like, you know when finally someone inches forward enough that you can kind of move around them and you do that really quick, but you can't just do that like in a polite way, like, ooh, now, here, now here's my time. You gotta kind of like gun it and then like go fast around them and like give them that look like, yeah. Just watch me go faster than you. And, and I, I'm, so I'm just getting frustrated. And here's the other piece. It just adds to the frustration. You're trying to go fast. Everyone's slowing you down. You finally get around them, and then there's a light. And then the people that were slowing you down end up at the same spot that you were. And you're kind of like, oh, this is your fault. Like I look over and I'm like, I should be past this light, but I couldn't because of you. And so I'm just, I'm getting antsy and frustrated. Well, here's what happened. So this day, earlier this day, I got a message on my phone that says, your data is almost out. Now, I don't have an unlimited plan. I'm a peasant, okay? And for some of you guys, you don't even know what that's like. Like, well, you have unlimited plans. You just like use your phone throughout the night when you're sleeping because you can. I can't do that. So I have my data. When, I, when I'm not in a spot where I can get Wi-Fi, my phone accumulates this data charge, and, uh, and then it charges me. It sends me more than I should have to spend. And so I get this, this notification. It says, you're almost out of data. Like, you're, you've got like a few percentage points or a few gigabytes left and and it's going to run out soon so i'm really cautious like okay don't use my data don't I'm, I'm on the road don't listen to spotify don't you know don't be on any apps while i'm not somewhere near wi-fi but i kind of had a bad day this day that i was running late and i said i just you know i just need to like cool off and just just be alone so i thought the best thing I can do to make me feel good, like, you know, treat yourself. That's, I was like, I wanna go to, I wanna go to this delicious sub place, Jersey Mike's. Do you guys like Jersey Mike's? Oh, if you have not had Jersey Mike's, I just did you a favor. Go to Jersey Mike's, it's delicious. So I said, I'm having a bad day. I was running late this morning, I was really frustrated, and I'm, I'm almost out of data. But I just, I just want to go and have some Jersey mics and just kind of be on my phone, maybe watch some Netflix, just kind of hang out and, and just like, you know, catch up for a second, like just feel a little bit better and try to get, get myself back on the right track. So I do that. I go to Jimmy John's. I order this delicious sub. Or, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's, a, there's so many sub places. I meant Jer Jersey mics. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I, I, I repent. I repent of this. Jersey mics. Jersey mics. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you get a number nine. Every time, number nine, the, the big one. It's like roast beef, turkey, bacon. Oh, so good. The, the mayonnaise. Mm. Mwah. I love it. So I get this big sub, and I just want to like, while I'm eating, I'm by myself. I want to just be on my phone. I want to look at Instagram. I might pull up a Netflix episode, just kind of like disconnect a little bit. Well, I pull up the Wi-Fi, 
and I see it, and it says Jersey Mike's Wi-Fi, and, and the bars are like all the way full, like bring, and I'm like, oh, thank God. And so as I like pull up, I try to like log on to the Wi-Fi, and it's like telling me that I can't, like I need to have a password. And so I, I you know, I, I pay for my food, and I say to the guy, oh, uh, can I get the, the Wi-Fi password? It's like, um, it's blocking me out from Wi-Fi. And the guy looks at me, and he says, we don't have Wi-Fi. And I'm like, yeah, you do. I see it right here. This is your business. Here's information you need to know. Like, there is Wi-Fi. I didn't say it that condescending, but I thought that in my head. Got him. And so I was like, well, I, 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 yeah, you do. Like, it's, oh, it says right here, like, you know, Jersey, Jersey Mike subs Wi-Fi. And then he says to me, oh, no, no, no. That's not for customers. That's for staff. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I hate this guy. I was so mad. I, I was so, so, like, and I just sat there and I was eating my Jersey Mike sub and it was so good, but it didn't taste that good because I just wanted to be on my phone and I couldn't be and I had to sit there and just eat food like an idiot by myself. And I just, I just was getting so frustrated. And like, and I felt like, man, this, this, this one little, pe like no Wi-Fi. This is this little tiny detail in my day, but it just took over. I just was angry and pessimistic and had no joy. I just was mad all day. And I think that, that, that's, that that's one day in my life, but that's the story of a lot of days. Think about how many times just those little, those little things take over. They just make you mad. You get, you get frustrated. You get angry. And then that, that one little thing that made you mad makes you even more mad about another little thing that happens. And it just kind of snowballs into this bigger deal. And I'm convicted by this because on those days that I, that I get so bent out of shape about little stuff, it just takes away my joy. It just, I just don't, I'm just not a joyful person on days like that. But here's why I'm convicted, specifically on a day like today when we're talking about Isaiah chapter 40, the story of Christmas. This message from this prophet is supposed to bring all of us this great joy, this idea of shout it louder. You need to celebrate Sometimes I can't do that because of how I feel. So go ahead and move to the next thing. Um, I want to talk, un uncontrollable expression. So think back to this video, this video of this young, these, these two girls that we just watched, right? They're, they're, they're opposite, they're, they're opposing expressions. The one girl is just, she just explodes. She's just so excited. She literally cries. If you watch it again, her hand is shaking. She goes like, like I can't, oh my gosh, like she's just crying and so happy. Her reaction is uncontrollable. You guys, I actually think, see, this is funny. I actually think that this is, this is healthy, that sometimes we have moments when our excitement, our joy is so big, we just cannot control, we cannot hold back our expression of it. Now, I wrote LOL under there because I think that that's more so a picture of how we, how we handle things. Even when we're happy, even when we have joy, it's kind of, have you ever like sent something, you, someone sends you a photo or a hilarious text and your response is like, LOL. That's so funny. Like, <laughs> roll on the floor laughing. I'm literally dying right now. I like, can't stop smiling and laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Like, that's, that's the way we live our lives sometimes. Like, it's like we're living in a way that says, I have emotion, I have an expression, but I'm gonna only limit it because for some reason it's not worth getting that excited about. You guys, there are things in life worth getting excited about. There are things in life that we should celebrate, that we should be joy-filled, that it should, it should be uncontrollable. Move to the next thing. We're moving through it, you guys. Have you ever heard this phrase, cautious optimism? Like, okay, you're talking, oh, I'm cautiously optimistic. That's, that's kind of a funny phrase because it says this. 
there's something in life worth getting optimistic about. There's something that you could potentially be excited about, but you have to, you have to be cautious with how you express that excitement. You have to be, because why? Because what if it's not that good? What if, what if I'm disappointed? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic, I'm excited, but, but you know, I have to leave a little bit of space just in case things don't go the way that I want to, and we can't necessarily celebrate. I was talking to a student uh, a few weeks ago that had this, this awesome news, this great, awesome news. And we were talking, and it was like, oh, hey, here's this great news, this great thing that just happened in my life. And I was like, that's amazing. That's awesome. That's so great. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, we'll see. I'm like, oh, man, we, we have a problem, you guys. We have a problem in our faith if we can't get pumped up and hyped up and excited and joyful about the stuff that's worth celebrating. And that's ultimately the message of today is there's more joy in the world than there is pessimism. If we truly follow Jesus, there's more worth being happy and excited about than there, is, than there isn't. Go ahead and, and move to the next thing. Um, let me ask you guys a question. So, um, so my, my wife and I had a, uh, a disagreement literally yesterday. So we're going over to some friend's house and we have to get my son Kieran a meal set up. And he's kind of a picky eater and there's a lot of things that he doesn't eat. So one of the things that he likes is mac and cheese. So my wife Leah says, hey Matt, can you go grab the Easy Mac uh, for Kieran? And and I like looked at her like kind of strange, like, what are you talking about, the Easy Mac? So then I go into the pantry, and I open it up, and I think, well, I guess my wife just went grocery shopping. Maybe she bought some Easy Mac. And I'm looking in the pantry, and I don't see any Easy Mac. I'm like looking through shelves and moving stuff aside. And I call out to her, and I'm like, Leah, there's no, there's no Easy Mac in here. And she's like, yeah, yeah, no, there's, there's Easy Mac. Oh, you, you just got to find it. And I'm, I'm looking, and I'm starting like, what are you talking about? And I bring her over to me. And I say, hey, you help me find it. Where is the Easy Mac? And she pulls out this box of Kraft macaroni and cheese. And I say to her, like, Leah, that's not Easy Mac. Easy Mac is a literal thing. If you don't know this, your education here. Easy Mac is a, is a little container of macaroni and cheese that you put water in, and then you put it in the microwave for however many minutes, and it comes out a super gross, soupy mess, and people, some people like that. Does anybody like Easy Mac? No, 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 no. They're gross. They're so gross. Kraft macaroni and cheese is when you actually take time to boil the water in a pot, and you add milk, and you add butter, and you add this cheese powder, whatever that is, and that is it's a different thing. It's not Easy Mac, and so there's this miscommunication and again, one of the little things, one of the little tiny things that just kind of bugged me that day. I was like annoyed. Now, the way I remember that, that moment, the way I remember the situation was I said calmly, sweetheart, this is not Easy Mac. This is a different brand. It's, I understand what you thought it was, but let me just gently show you that, that Easy Mac is, is, is this container that, that goes in their microwave. And, and what you were referring to, of course, was, was Kraft macaroni and cheese, a simple mistake anyone could make. I love you so much, sweetheart. We're the best couple in the world. That's how I envisioned this interaction. But as I was later told from my wife, from her perspective, it was, this is not Easy Mac. This is something else. You're a fool. Like I was so, and 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 so she told me like, baby, you don't realize that you were getting like really worked up about these little tiny things. Now I, I tell you that for two reasons. One, don't ever make that mistake, you guys. Don't ever say Easy Mac was Kraft macaroni and cheese. Don't do that. It's not fair to the world of us who communicate clearly. But the other piece to it is, don't get worked up about those little things. Don't let those little things that frustrate you or disappoint you or just don't go your way start to ruin relationships with other people. Don't let them. Take Take out your joy. 
So go ahead and move to the next piece. Here's the question, the, the one simple question, and I'm gonna wrap up here, super simple. Maybe you're sitting here saying, okay, okay, it, it's Christmas time, it, and oh, I'm, I haven't been very joy-filled. I'm getting super annoyed with school. I know my finals, and I'm just mad, and I'm in a bad mood, and I'm grumpy, and my interactions with people aren't very pleasant. Maybe God is convicting you of that as God convicted me of that this week, okay? So maybe your question now is, well, then how can I live a life of celebration? Like, that sounds good. I need to work on that. I need to be a little bit more joy-filled. There's a lot in life we're celebrating. How do I do that? Well, here's the simple answer. You gotta look at the big picture. Anytime you get bent out of shape about a small thing, it's because you're so zeroed in on it that you're not seeing the bigger picture. The story of Christmas, the ultimate real story of Christmas is this, that God, the God of the universe, who loves you and has made you, sees every problem you have and is, has come to you to say, I've made a way to bring healing and restoration and full life, not just now and today, but for all eternity, forever, never ever ending, problem solved. Life is perfect with Jesus. Like that's the best news ever told in human history. That's worth, like our whole, really, I say this now, as a Christian, our whole lives should be constant celebration. Now, I don't wanna take away, hear me, don't miss this. I don't wanna take away from there are moments in life that, that we grieve. There are moments that we mourn. Maybe you're struggling with depression and you can't just be this happy-go-lucky you know, celebration. I get, I get that there's those things, there's those pieces. Absolutely, don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that there's not, those moments aren't real and we shouldn't honor them in an, in an emotionally healthy way, absolutely. But what I am saying is the ultimate storyline of history is that God's got you. The ultimate storyline of world history is God's got you. And that's something to celebrate every single day. Every day you have is a gift of life. Now, I'm gonna say something um, that I, I don't want it to hurt your feelings, but I think it's worth saying in the sense of conviction. Um, sometimes, sometimes the way we handle the things around us um, for whatever reason, if you're like me, you just get annoyed and short about things and you kind of take it out. Sometimes, sometimes um, the way that we handle our pessimism affects the relationships around us. Now that doesn't sound so mean. I said it that way, it's a nice way of saying what I really wanna say. Sometimes people don't wanna be around you because you're not very joy-filled. Ugh, sorry, uh, but, but for real, like sometimes, sometimes our pessimism ruins the relationships around us, AKA sometimes people don't wanna be around you because you're not that joy-filled. Now, here's the hope, so, sorry, here, I put some memes. I thought that that would comfort you. Here's some memes, all the feels, put some water on that burn. I hope that helps a little bit. Um, but ultimately, the reason I say that is because that's not the end of the story. Maybe you're sitting here saying, yeah, I, I'm not very joy-filled. I want to work on that. You can. You can because of what Jesus has accomplished, because of the assurance we have in what he has done. We get, we, get to, we get to celebrate every single day. And that's my challenge to you guys, is just to simply be aware of that. Now more than ever, because of Advent, now's the time to say, let's, let's reevaluate, let's, let's get back to, to you know, a, a stronger, closer relationship with Jesus. Maybe that's one of the things that God's convicting you of. So the band's gonna come back up. We're gonna close out with some, some songs of, of worship and reflection. Um, but, but here's just the simple question I have for you this morning as I end. Is your life a picture of celebration? Just answer that. That's for you to answer honestly yourself. Don't, you know, that's rhetorical. But is your life a picture of celebration? If you're sitting here today and you're saying to yourself, I'm, I'm a, a Jesus follower, 
then the answer should be yes. And if it's not, then that is the next step for you. That is the thing to work on. That is the thing that God is calling you to say, hey, look at the bigger picture. The reason life isn't such a celebration is because you might be getting tangled up in, in some of the small things. And some of the small things might really be big things, but, but I'm saying like the big, 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 big picture is at the end of all of this, God wins. At the end of all of this, God's got you, and that's why we should celebrate. Not, not to take away from the real things you're going through, not to take away from the real reasons you, you have every right to be upset and mad and mourn and vent and be angry, but in the bigger picture, the grand scheme of what God has done has brought rescue, and we should celebrate that. Um, so let me pray for us, and let's just worship. God, I thank you for our time this morning. I pray for this passage in Isaiah chapter 40, this, this phrase, shout, shout, O Jerusalem. God, we want to be people that just... Like we just can't control our, our, our excitement. We can't control our, our desire, our need to celebrate what you have done. And sometimes we, we, we just kind of look like that meme. We just are pessimistic or unimpressed or whatever that is. And we, we, have to, we have to step away from that, God. We have to remember during especially this Christmas season, there's much to be celebrated. This life that we have is a gift. Every single day comes from you. And we, we give you praise, God. Even as we worship right now, our worship is praise to you. It's to sing of how great you are and how, how amazing what you've done for us is and, and, and how grateful um, we, we are at, at your feet, God. So I pray as we worship that, that that message resonates within our hearts this morning.